Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermon from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And then again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Welcome back to the podcast room with Pastor Stephen. We're listening to the Unchangeable Truth podcast, and we are discussing uh, different things today. Today, we're going to ask the question, is Sunday the Sabbath? So we're going to... No. No. Well, so we'll... The Sabbath, Sabbath means rest, right? To cease, to cease, to stop. Um, so... Did you say to cease and desist? That's what, that's what I said. It's legal terminology. Isn't well, it? you know what? I, I'm I'm using some notes from a pretty smart guy, and uh, that's what he has in his notes. So it's not uh, original language. There but, you go. You know, so I know there is conversation about you know the Sabbath day, and there are different people that have different views on the Sabbath day, whether it should be on a Saturday or whether it should be on a Sunday or whatever day of the week it is, it should be on. I know that different religions have different topics and different thoughts when it comes to the Sabbath day. So, Pastor Stephen, I'm going to turn this over to you asking you the question, is Sunday the Sabbath day? Yeah, no, uh, it, no it's not. Okay. Um, and, uh, I mean, I understand why people why people think that. Um, because of the, uh, uh, you know, the Old Testament, the, um, the uh, Ten Commandment, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Uh, it's the word uh, Shabbat, means rest, um, to, uh, to be calm, to be still. And basically, God instituted the principle of the Sabbath because uh he knew that mankind would need to set aside a day of rest and a day of worship. And so a lot of followers of Christ are confused uh, about exactly how the Sabbath law should be observed today. Uh, you know, is Sunday the Sabbath? Uh, and if Sunday is the Sabbath, then does that mean that stores shouldn't be open on Sunday? Yeah. Shouldn't go fishing on Sunday? Um, boy, I'd, man, I tell you, I'd. I could convict a whole church full of people if I preached that one. Uh, no fishing on Sunday, no golfing on Sunday, especially since we live along the coast here. Um, but anyway, so let's talk. Maybe we break down. Of course, you know, the seventh day, God rested on the seventh day. I mean, you get that from Genesis chapter 2. He created right. and then he rested on the seventh day. He worked for six days and then he rested. Now, does God need to rest? No. Why would he do that? Why would he work for six days and then rest on the seventh? And, and again, I'm a literal 24-hour day period yeah. in the creation process. I know there are folks who are like, well, you know, the word day just really means a time period. So that day could have been a million years. That day could have been tens of thousands of years. I've always approached that as, hey, listen, guys, let's not try to explain away the, <laughs> right, the, right. the super right. natural ability of God and the m- miracle work, working of God. Well, in the supernatural ability, he could have created the earth in a millisecond if he wanted to. Absolutely. Absolutely he could have. Um, and, you know, I think he's... I think he's setting a pattern there. Six days and he rested. Six days and he rested, knowing he does not need to rest 
but showing us what he's getting ready to do. And so, um, so how does that carry over into today? Uh, what's God teaching us through his day of rest? What is he teaching us through the Sabbath? Uh, I think the, th- the, the key thing is the Sabbath was intended to be a blessing. It wasn't intended to be a, a, a burden. And the Jews made it a burden because they added so many, so many regulations to the Sabbath that, uh, well, it became unbearable. Again, it, 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 it took something that God intended to be good for us, set aside time, rest and worship, rest and worship, and, and they made it anything but rest. Um, and, uh, you know, you can go over to Mark chapter 2 where they even, they even come against Christ because he dared to, you know, uh, pull some grain off of, uh, off of a grain stalk and give it to his disciples to eat on a, on a Sabbath day, on a Saturday. And they're like, whoa, what are you doing? You're not supposed to do that because they'd made all these rules and regulations. Uh, and Jesus tells them, hey, listen, man, the Sabbath was made for man. Man was not made for the Sabbath. Uh, you've got this thing backwards. Uh, they basically uh, were, were saying, hey, you've messed up. You've messed up God's original intention for the Sabbath. And so you can go into the Talmud and you'll see the Jews added thousands of these uh, regulations to that one simple command. And I, I'll share a couple of them with you. For instance, you couldn't take a bath on the Sabbath. And the reason why you couldn't take a bath on the Sabbath, uh, and, and I think some folks are still following that principle, but um, <laughs> right. you, you, the reason why you wouldn't take a bath on the Sabbath because you might accidentally splash water on, water on the floor and that would be constituting washing the floor. And that's a sin. You can't wash the floor on the Sabbath. Uh, you could write one Hebrew letter. Couldn't write two. House caught on fire. It's going to burn on the Sabbath, son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're cold and you're like, oh, man, whew, I want to build a fire. Sorry. You better you better have had that fire going before Saturday, before the Sabbath, right? Um, but really, you know, we could go on and on talking about what the Jews could or couldn't do. On the Sabbath, which is Saturday, the day of rest, the seventh day in the calendar. Um, but what what is what does it mean for us? And that's kind of the question that you ask. Yeah. Well, and and going back to some of these these regulations, I've and and I don't know how to correlate this with you know kind of what we're talking about. I may have it inaccurate, but the reality is, like I've I've had some of my friends who. You know, uh, Sunday is they take Sunday as their their day of worship. They take Sunday is as their day of rest. And you know, whenever you said regulations, it kind of made me think of this. Like they'll they'll get up and they won't make their bed because they're having to work to make their bed, or they won't go <laughs> yeah. they won't go out to eat on Sunday afternoon because they're causing somebody else to work. Yeah. Um. A lot of our listeners. Okay. A lot of our listeners, they just thought their kids were lazy when they <laughs> right, wouldn't make their beds, right. but they right, right. they were Seventh-day yeah, Adventists. Yeah. They were keeping the Sabbath. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess, you know, the question is, you know, do you, it, do you think that people today um, still add some of these regulations to their their thought or understanding of Sabbath? Yes. Okay. Yes. And in and, and, and some of their... Uh, pharisaical ways, and let me add, 
I'm a, I'm a recovering Pharisee. <laughs> okay. uh, very right. very easily, I can slip back into that mode again because uh, that's how you know that's kind of how I was raised as well. Uh, and most people, most people raised in the in the 70s and raised in a small little church, it tended to be more along the lines of of legalistic. Um, uh, but um, they Sunday. Sunday, you know, a lot of folks, it's kind of funny because they, they, they want to take uh, regulations that were not even biblical, that were established by the Pharisees for the Saturday, seventh day, right. uh, and move it over to Sunday, which right. is the first day. And brings up the question, okay, well, if we're supposed to worship on the Sabbath, why are we worshiping on Sunday? If we're supposed to worship on the seventh day, why the first day? Well, New Testament church, you know, they, they said, hey, we're going we're gonna to celebrate, we're going to worship, we're going to praise on the first day of the week. Why? Because that's the day that Christ rose from the grave. Yeah. And so they started doing that. And so these Sabbath regulations, they were a part of the regulations that Christ nailed them to the cross. Uh, it's it's kind of like the dietary laws of the Old Testament. Um, nailed them to the cross. Uh, well, can I can, let me yeah. let me stop you there? You, so, are are there people? To, and for our listeners, maybe this is something that we can talk about. Are there people today that still think we should follow uh, worship on Saturday and obeying the dietary laws of the Old Testament? Sure, they're called the Jews. Okay. <laughs> yeah, when you go when you go to Israel. Oh, by all means, don't make the mistake that I've made. They will have the Shabbat elevator. Again, Shabbat Hebrew for Sabbath. And on the Sabbath, the Shabbat elevator stops at every floor (laughs) and the doors open up. Because if you push a button, then that is considered work. And so in order to keep a good Orthodox Jew from pushing the button, you just step on the Shabbat elevator. Now, when you're staying on the 23rd floor... <laughs> it takes a minute, huh? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's horrible. Um, and so, uh, likewise, you know, they're, they're, there's, it's, it's like anything they can make the day before, such as pastries and various things like that, they do, and they don't cook them. And so that's what you'll have when you're eating over there, even though you don't observe the Sabbath and, and they want you there because clearly, I mean... Great money comes along with tourism. So, yes, there are. And there are folks that are not even Jews. We even mentioned the Seventh-day Adventist. Who, that's something they've grabbed and, you know, they've, they've, they've brought it over and said, all right, listen, we're going to follow this. And I'm not exactly sure. I've not, I've not done my research on their dietary restrictions when it comes to something like that. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm going to if I'm going to not work or if I'm not going to work on Saturday and all I'm going to do Saturdays go to church and then lay around all day on Saturday or rest. But yet I'm going through the McDonald's drive through and getting a Big Mac. I mean, I don't know. Does that cancel out? I don't I don't really know. I don't yeah. understand how that how that comes in. But I will tell you a big mistake. A big mistake is people who say Sunday is the Christian Sabbath. Sunday is not the Christian Sabbath. Uh, there's not one single verse in the Bible that says Sunday has become the Sabbath. Uh, so, where did it come from? How how did folks start following that? Uh, you know, during the first three centuries of Christianity, there there's no record that Christians treated Sunday like the Jewish Sabbath. But uh, Constantine, he he was the emperor. 
early 300, 300 ADs or 300s AD, he legalized Christianity. He didn't legalize Christianity. He uh, he made it the state, the state religion. And so um, he imposed really more of a pagan influence on Christianity than Christianity influence on paganism. And so around 321 AD, he issued an edict that said on the day of the sun, let the magistrates and the people residing in the city's rest and let all workshops be closed. And the very name Sunday is named after the worship of Sol Invictus, which is the sun god, the very name Sunday. So through the centuries, the lines of separation between paganism and the Roman church were blurred and later became part of the uh, Catholic catechism that Sunday is the Christian Sabbath. It is not in the Bible. There's no such thing as the Christian Sabbath. Sabbath. You, go, you move over to the 16th century during the Protestant Reformation. So it shifted the emphasis from, um, from hey, listen to what the priest has to say when it comes to God's word to, no, let it not be about what the priest says. Let it not be about tradition. Let it not be, I mean, let it be scripture and scripture alone. But even the reformers, they didn't reform the Sabbath mistake. And so when the Westminster Confession was written in uh, 1643, it repeated the belief that Sunday is the Christian Sabbath. Again, chapter and verse, brother. Right. Chapter and verse. Right. It's nowhere in the Bible. The pilgrims, the Puritans, they're from that same Westminster tradition. And not only did they outlaw work on the Sabbath, Sunday, they made laws forbidding other things such as dancing and recreation and even observance of Christmas. Uh, and so, you know, we we love the Puritans for their holiness emphasis and Pilgrim's Progress right. and all that kind of stuff. Right. But we got the Sabbath idea wrong. Um, but all kinds of pleasant, pleasurable activities were forbidden, and a man a man couldn't even kiss his wife on Sunday because it was the Christian Sabbath. Mm. I mean, maybe they considered that work or pleasurable. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't really know. I don't really know. True story here. <laughs> True story. There was a there was there was a guy who uh, who was a sea captain, and he had been gone for over a year. He came home. This is during this time of the Puritan influence. He came home and he got home on a Sunday. He'd been at sea for a year, and the, he made the mistake of kiss, kissing his wife in the presence of others, and they threw him in jail for two weeks. Dang, because he broke the law of the Christian oh, Sabbath. <laughs> so, so Sunday is is not the Christian Sabbath. Um, well, yeah, Ryan. I mean, people who say we are to act one way right on Sunday, right. and then we act another way the other six days that that is that's legalism, correct? Yeah, and then you even had I know you remember this our uh, our producer will remember the blue laws. You remember the blue laws? Where uh, the Puritans, they, they were called blue noses. I don't, know, I don't know why. Maybe because if their fire went out on Sunday, they couldn't build another one. Um, their noses would get cold. But anyway, uh, the blue laws, they were state laws, you know, uh, saying things couldn't be open. Businesses had to be closed. The blue law, you knew. So you're aware of blue laws. You just you didn't know they were called blue laws. Uh, there was a blue law in Texas all the way up to 1985. And this is where you're from, Ryan. Yep. Uh, that said merchants couldn't sell any product that worked on Sunday. So Sears could sell a shirt, but they couldn't sell a washing machine mm. on Sunday. 
And I and I, I lived in Texas for a little while. Most Texans don't even own a washing machine. Hey, well, I, I, um, watch out now. I mean, yeah, right. A shirt doesn't work, but a washing machine does. Hardware store could sell a nail. Guys, this is all the way up to 1985. <laughs> they could sell a nail on Sunday. They couldn't sell a hammer. Yeah, that's weird. Because a hammer works. That's weird. <laughs> and uh, again, you know, they they were. Those were part of those Puritan law. Oh, hey, man, listen, Sunday is the day. It's a high holy day. It's another form of religious legalism. And a religious legalist, you know, that's somebody whose list of sins is a lot lower than God's, right? Right. So Sunday then, you know, it's it's the Lord's Day. It's this day that we've set aside to gather and worship, but it's not the Christian Sabbath. We've kind of found, we've kind of solidified that. Um and and looking at some notes, then and you know these are notes that you made, but you know we should find our rest. There should be satisfying rest that is in Jesus. Um, so if you could kind of talk about um, that part in Scripture where it says He didn't come to destroy the law of Moses, He came to fulfill it, and how does that how does that tie into some of the stuff that we're talking about on Sabbath? Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, so, you know, there, there are folks out there, again, so when we have the New Testament, the New Testament, it actually cancels out the Old Testament. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, we don't sit there and say, I mean, for instance, you know, tonight at, here here in our services, I will, I will uh, be in like week 16 or 17 walking through the first 11 chapters of the, of the Old Testament, of Genesis. It's a series we call The Beginning. So if, if, if the Old Testament is of no value, if it was canceled out by the New Testament, then why in the world would we be studying the Old Testament? Uh, so it's not a situation where the New Testament has abolished or uh, canceled out the Old Testament. And that's what Christ said. I didn't come to destroy the law of Moses. What's the law of Moses? Well, the commandments and, I mean, a lot of other different things. He said, I came to fulfill it. I came to fulfill it. And, and... And what is what is the fulfillment of the of the Sabbath, the Sabbath commandment, the Sabbath law? It's this: stop working to earn your salvation. Mm. Yeah, enter into the rest that Jesus could give you. Even even in in God resting on the seventh day was a foreshadowing to the spiritual rest that we find in Christ. Yeah, and and again we could go back to you know somebody says well the reason why you gotta you're going to keep the Sabbath, and Saturday's going to be the Sabbath, and you're not going to do anything on that Saturday uh, because it'll draw you closer to God. You'll be obedient to God. Um, and it's a commandment. i got to keep it. It's a commandment. So we go back. Now let's talk about all the commandments, right? Mm. And we've done this pretty regular on here. Yeah. Uh, thou shalt not murder. And maybe we take a podcast and talk about, okay, is it kill? Is it murder? What is it here? Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's actually the word means murder. Yeah. What is murder? Murder is taking of an innocent life. It's amazing. We get, anyway, I just sit, so save that for another day. I was yeah. going to talk about all, you know, the thousands and millions of babies that have been murdered um, in the United States. Okay. So we would agree. I think the legalists would agree. I think the Seventh-day Adventists would agree. You know, thou shalt not murder means we should not murder. We should not kill. We should not kill. So, I haven't murdered. 
I mean, well, I mean, you know, thank God no lizards are talked about in the Bible. I've been pecking those off, son. Look, I, I found that pink BB gun the other day, on, bro, and I started rolling with hang it. Hang on. And I, my my wife listens to this podcast on a regular basis, probably because I'm hey, on Hey, Jen it, you know? Tucker. There you go. Woo! Jay Tuck in the house. But um, she, I, I go back to that episode because she's like, she came home, she's like, dude, you were giggling. Like, you were giggling like a little girl. She's like, you, she said, I, you, you, la- you did that silent laugh. I could tell where you were laughing. And all of a sudden, you stopped laughing, but I could hear you like trying to breathe through your laugh. And then, like, you had this high pitched thing at the end. He goes, man, Pastor Steven just had you giggling. I asked your wife about that, ba- that pink BB gun. And uh, she rolled her eyes at me and didn't want to s- discuss it. So I found uh, it, pulled it out. I've hit it right now. My <laughs> wife, your wife listens to this every week. Mine never listens to it. So uh, I've hidden it on my back porch, and I pulled it out the other day, man. And I caught one. You know how they'll sit there, and there's this little area of their throat, and they cause it to come out? I, I think it's a mating call or something. It's like, and he was on the fence right next to where the uh, uh, the pool motor and everything is for my swimming pool. And he said, rawr, rawr, and man, I caught him one right when that thing was coming out. <laughs> Stunned him. Stunned him, knocked him down, and then we, we welcomed him on into glory. Um, thou right. shalt not murder. Sorry. Sorry. Thou shalt I didn't not mean to, murder. I didn't mean to get us uh, off track. Okay, yeah, I'm not a murderer, but... Then Jesus comes along, takes it to a whole new level, right? Hey, hey, right. hey, I know you've heard it said by Moses, thou shalt not murder. That is right. That is so. I'm here to tell you, though, if you've had hatred in your heart, you're guilty of murder. Whoa. Uh, you know, I know, I know you've heard it said, thou shalt not commit adultery. Rightfully so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ratchet it up a little bit, though. Have you ever had lust in your heart? In which anyone who said they've never had lust in their heart Man, they're a, they're lying. Then you're guilty of adultery, right? So 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 I would just say this: if if we're going to use that same measurement when it comes to the Sabbath, right? Now let's use that same measurement and everything else, yeah. And everything else, and in everything else. So, uh, yeah, there are folks that that still follow that today. But Jesus Jesus said, "I've I've come to fulfill that." fulfill that matter of fact you can go over to hebrews chapter 4 verses 9 through 10 and it talks about it there it says there remains again this is hebrew 4 9 and 10 hebrews 4 9 and 10 there remains then a sabbath rest for the people of god okay what kind of sabbath rest is he talking about for anyone who enters god's rest also rests from his own work just as god Mm. did from his yeah He's talking about the work of trying to earn your salvation, trying to prove yourself worthy unto God. And uh, how do we know that? How do we know that I'm not supposed to work? Because <laughs> Ephesians 2.8, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not of works. So no one could boast. So there are millions of people who are still working to earn their salvation, and they go to church, and they read the Bible, and they pray, and they help people, and they do good deeds, all in the hope that one day God's going to look at them, and God's going to say, you're good enough to come into heaven. I would just stop and say this. They've not entered that Sabbath rest that it talked about in Hebrews. So what day is the Christian Sabbath then? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Like what what day is it? It'd be every day. Every day is the Christian Sabbath. 
Every day in every way, we're resting from our own work to save ourselves. It's every single day. That is the cross, right? The finished work. That's the only way you can find rest. The finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. The true Christian Sabbath. Mm. Um, and, and again, some may say, well, does that mean I don't ever have to work for Jesus? No, it didn't mean that. Not at all. I mean, we're, we're, we're to work like slaves for our master. But the difference is this. In the old covenant, they worked first and then they rested. And that's why the Sabbath was the yeah. last day of the week. And for Christians, we rest in Jesus first, and then we work for Jesus. So would you say that there is a there, it's okay to have a, a stable cycle of rest and healthy work? I would say that's the whole purpose. Okay. The whole purpose physically of the symbolic nature right. of the Sabbath. But 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 do not miss the important yeah. principle of the Sabbath. Yeah. To find true rest, not in your work, in, in, in the grace of Jesus. Um, you know, Sunday is not any holier than Monday is for us. Uh, we rest in Jesus, and then we work the rest of the week, man. We rest in him. We rest in him. Um, and, and let us not confuse the word rest, therefore, okay, I'm someone going to lay around and do nothing. Right. No rest, rest. You, you know, you can lay around the house and do nothing all day. And I'm telling you, you don't know Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. You may be laying around being lazy, but you're not getting rest. Because that heart, that old heart, man, is just, that heart is broken. Um, that heart's under conviction, so. Well, and you even say, um, you know, the, the reason he rested was to teach us by example that we must all set aside time for rest and for worship to kind of redirect our spirit. Um, again, just, you know, establishing that stable cycle of rest and, and healthy work. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's maintaining a healthy balance of work and, and rest. Work and rest. Um, Why'd God do it in six days and rest the seventh? Because he, he was teaching us by example, like you said, set aside time for rest, time for worship. Why? Because it redirects our bodies and it redirects our, our souls and our spirit. Um, it, it's kind of funny because we, you know, uh, we, we teach our own kids by using uh, object lessons and repetition. And it's kind of like what God's doing here. Work six, rest one. Work six, rest one. Work six, rest one. And that's, God's just saying, hey, it'll be better for you in the long run. Work six, rest one. Work six, rest one. And then the Jews came along and turned it into a bunch of silly rules and regulations. You can work your fingers to the bone, but never stop to rest and relax. And what will happen is you'll miss God's very best for your life. Yeah. That's why Chick-fil-A oh, not I like some Chick-fil-A, man. Not open. On what Sunday. do they call? What do they call Chick Fil A? Uh, is uh, it uh, the is Holy that, Chicken? What do they call? Question? Oh, the Lord's, the Lord's Chicken. chicken. There Lord's we go. Chicken. I think we just heard our producer speak. That's right. Um, I don't know if the you get him a microphone. Uh, the Lord's Chicken is what they call it. But yeah, and they hey they get a lot of grief. I gotta yeah. be honest with you. There've been a lot of times, man. I've just preached some awesome sermons, man. <laughs> you know, talk to people about Jesus, yeah. all this kind of stuff. Just worn out, getting in the truck, and I'm like, man, one of those diet lemonades from Chick-fil-A and like an eight-piece, wouldn't that be good? And then you roll down there and you're like, oh, they're closed. They're closed. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I admire them 
for saying here's here, they don't tell their employees all right listen we're gonna let you off on sunday but sunday you better not do anything right like right. like carry a bucket of water or <laughs> you know better not take a bath or you know any of those things but what they're saying is we want to close on sunday so that our employees can have a day of worship and rest with their families and I'll I'll close it out with this this one last statement that you've said before. This is, God's commandments aren't to be a burden on us. They are principles to help us enjoy life. And when we trust his word, we experience his life-changing power. So again, let me, let me say that again. Uh, God's commandments aren't to be a burden on us. They are principles to help us enjoy life. And when we trust his word, we experience his life-changing power. So... Um, you got anything to close it out, Pastor Stephen, on this idea of Sabbath? I got a funny story, so I had to go for it. I had an uncle growing up who was um he was very, very legalistic. And uh he was a part of one of these denominations that uh believed again you can't do anything on Sunday at all. And uh and so I was over at his house and uh um uh, his car was really, really dirty and stuff. And I said, Hey man, why don't, you know, cause he was complaining about it. And I said, why don't, why don't you wash your car? And he goes, man, I can't, I can't do that. Can't wash my car. It's the Sabbath, man. Hmm. Uh, again, a complete misunderstanding of, of the Christian quote Sabbath. I can't do that. I can't do that. Uh, you know, be a sin to God and all this kind of stuff. And you know what I believe in this and that, man, I can, that'd be work and I'd be dishonoring God and all this. And, and he kept, you know, man, but so dirty. So, and I'm like, what if I wash it? And he's like, well, that'll work. <laughs> that'll work. Couldn't pay me. Couldn't pay me right. to do it, though, because right. that would be him soliciting work. But uh, it'd be okay for me to wash it for free. Mm. Uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. And I, I would just say the key thing to keep in mind here is, Man, God's a good father. Yeah. You stop and think of the best father that you could possibly even be around. It may not be yours and maybe someone else's or whatever, but I think we all would have somebody that would gravitate into our mind when we think of a good father, and yet they pale in comparison. So God knows what's best for us. Uh, there are folks that will take this uh, viewpoint, Ryan, of, man, God's a killjoy. God's just up in heaven. He won't, doesn't want me to have any fun, wants to rob me of all this happiness. And, you know, I know what's best for me. And why has God imposed all these rules and regulations? And, well, again, we use this simple argument that we've heard our entire lives. When you sit there and you tell your toddler, do not touch this stove when it's on. Yeah. Well, why are you robbing me of my freedom? Why are you robbing me of my f- liberty? Why are you robbing me of my joy? I want to touch it. I want to touch it. I want it to no, don't do it. Don't do it. It'll not be good for you. Not be good for you. Now, you know, maybe not necessarily a good mom or dad finally gets to the point where they're like, all right, go ahead and touch it. You know? Yeah. Um, but usually a good parent is going to do everything they can to keep them from touching it. And then one day they may touch it themselves and then they burn themselves. And you're like, see, I wasn't just being a mean ogre. Yeah, I knew what was best for you. And so that's God through the Sabbath. God's sitting there and God's like, you silly, silly humans. I, I didn't, <laughs> this was yeah. a good thing and you yeah. turned it into something bad. Yeah, I, I wanted you to understand the importance of setting aside a day to rest, setting aside a day to worship. I mean, and, and we'll, we can even take the flip side of that, Ryan. He's not saying pick one day out during the week and worship me on that day right. and then live any way you want to the rest of the time. Right. 
No, we worship him every day. Yeah. Well, how do we know we worship him every day? Because the Holy Spirit of God lives inside of yeah. us. It's not like we we uh, you know separate ourselves from. Oh yeah, man, I left I left the Holy Spirit in the vestibule of the church when I was walking out on right. Sunday. Um, so it all fits together. But I would just encourage our listeners, man, don't be so close minded, uh, where you um, where you base what you believe or you base how you live off of something. Off of something that uh, that really has been a tradition mm. that has been perpetuated down through the ages, and and you know you stop and look. I mean, God, even God, yeah. God knows what's good for us, and we and we will take a good gift from Him. Like I, I'll give you another sex, yeah. great gift from God the Father. Yeah, and as long as you do it within the confines of what He intended. A husband and wife, and when I say husband and wife, one man, one woman, biological, one biological man, one biological woman for life, then it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. When you engage in it outside of that confine, then something that God intended to be beautiful now is destructive. Yeah. And if we don't believe that, look around. Yeah, for sure. Um, so over and over again, you know, the Sabbath, I would say, what is my take home for this for our listeners? Understand, God has created us in such a way where where we physically need rest. Yeah, we need rest. We need to relax. We need rejuvenation. Now, you know, some folks may not be doing anything or working, so rest may not hmm. be. They they have the rest down. How about that? <laughs> right. um, you need to be busy, productive. You need to be doing something, but also also worship. And He doesn't want one day. Right. He wants every day. He wants every day. So here's what I would say. I would say, all right, man, you go to church on Sunday morning and you worship with fellow believers and you study his word. And then Sunday afternoon, you're like, you know what? I think I may go fish for a little while. Well, fish into the glory of Jesus. And if you get you some good mud cats, remember the preacher. Yeah. Um, you know, or I'm going to go home this afternoon and I'm going to mow my yard. Uh, I, I got to be honest with you. I like mowing my yard. Yeah. I like I like being able to sit there and immediately look behind me and like look it's cut grass it's cut grass. <laughs> There's an end game to that's this right. When you're yeah. doing ministry, I mean, no you can spend game. your whole life yeah. doing ministry with somebody, yeah. and you're like, I never got to see anything, yeah. never. And then you look behind you, like, dude, look, grass cut. Right. Um, and it's kind of you. You agree, right? right? I do absolutely. Yeah. There's like, there's something therapeutic there about is. it. There is. There uh, is. And so uh, I'd say this, man, you worship him and, you know, man, you go on Sunday afternoon and mow that yard <laughs> right, to the glory right. of God. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, roll over to my house. And uh, I like the mowing. You can do the weed eating That's and the edging, right. though. That's right. Uh, but I, I just think I think the important thing is I think the important thing is I want to honor him with my whole life. I'm going to honor him with my whole life. I don't need a day to worship worship him every day. In every moment, in every way, um, and yeah, he's he he, the guy who made me mm. probably understands mm. me better than I do myself. Right. So he's like, hey, listen, yeah. uh, if you work and you don't rest, that's guess it. what? <laughs> There'll be no more work. Yeah, that's it. So anyway, something good that God gave, and here we are. We we jacked it up, and uh, we uh, he's already got me saying the word jacked. That's oh, right. I got to be careful. <laughs> he messed. It, we messed it up. That's a good okay. thing gone bad, right? Well, wise words from our pastor. So, Pastor Stephen, thank you again. And, uh, we'll, man, we'll close it out with that. Um, 
Let's give God the glory in everything that we do. So we'll see you next time on The Unchangeable Truth. Hey guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. This is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida, and we would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www. Highland and it's H-I-L-A-N-D park.org there you'll learn more about what we believe what we teach about the gospel of Jesus Christ there'll also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years as always we would love to talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ so feel free shoot us an email info highlandpark.org if you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow Him. Our prayers are that you would near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk in Christ. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.